everyone. Welcome to the Off the Rail Show on the OFD Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Voles, site manager, emperor, supreme warlord, and defender of the faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. And I wanted to take just a few minutes today to talk recruiting. It's uh, <clears throat> it's definitely something that uh, is still going on, regardless of the this whole dead period, no visits and all that. Uh, it is still very much in the... Uh, in the news and going on uh, in one shape or another. Uh, Notre Dame recently had just changed, you know, they had their big recruiting visit day back, it was supposed to have been back in March. Uh, and obviously because of the coronavirus pandemic, that has that got canceled. Now most of that weekend has been moved to June. And they're, you know, dialing in, Guys to uh, to visit. Uh, the big news was that uh, Will Shipley, five star running back out of Matthews, North Carolina, was coming up for that. Um, although there is there was also reports about him possibly being committed before that visit, uh, which does not bode well for Notre Dame uh, at all. That would be a, a commitment to Clemson, uh, who Notre Dame is uh, battling one on one with, basically. So. And of course, that sparks a lot of, you know, a lot of debate about Notre Dame and Brian Kelly and their recruiting efforts and and how this is all going about. And before we move on, like this isn't real, this isn't something that that you can pin on Brian Kelly. Uh, this is gonna this is a situation that no one's seen before. Uh, is <laughs> no one's been through this before. Uh, so this is this is not this is not your normal recruiting cycle. If you haven't realized that by now, I don't know, I don't know what you, where you've been living at. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's absolutely nuts. So I, yeah, this cycle was supposed to be this was a supposed to be a big dog cycle for Notre Dame. You know, we had, and in the spring, a lot of names are always come up. I mean, spring, especially now with the early. Uh, with the early signing period and being able to do official visits in the spring, uh, the the coverage and the uh, what's going on. There's a lot of hope uh, for a lot of big name guys early on. This last couple of years, it seems like there's a lot of names mentioned that Notre Dame's in on, and then turns out maybe they really weren't so much in, uh, but or you know, or just flat out lost out. But things have changed, so. With this whole coronavirus thing, it, it's we're talking like a regional kind of recruiting in a sense. So, you know, recruits are, and you know, everybody is. You you have to put into into your thought process over the next four or five months about your your daily travel, about any kind of travel. And so, when you're going down North Carolina, Texas, uh, and all these other places. It's going to be a little bit more difficult, uh, given the situation, even if things get back to quote unquote normal. And I'm not trying to, <clears throat> I'm not trying to go in, <laughs> get in and all that, uh, stuff. I'm just saying if things get back to where you're able to live a, a somewhat normal life, uh, while this goes, goes on, it's going to cause parents, recruits to have second thoughts about sending their kids a thousand miles away, kind of stuff like that. It's the opportunities that Notre Dame, ha- you know, Notre Dame's best chance at these guys, 
it's always their best chance with these guys is getting them on campus. So the big struggle is, you know, can you hold Shipley off from committing until you get them on campus? I mean, what happens if, if Notre, if things still aren't back to normal by June, these kids and Brian Kelly recently said in a, um, uh, an interview with all the ADs and all that, you know, that his message to recruits is to finish, to finish the process. Well, the process for them, it, it, it might be done. I mean, their process uh, is, it was in a lot of senses, a timeline. And so if they feel once they get to a certain point that that's like, look, I'm, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to shut this down. This was my plan. And they use that as their plan. Then that's what's happening. That's their process. So in effect, he's, he's trying to, you know, talk these guys into holding off on making any kind of decision until they come to Notre Dame. And it makes a lot, I mean, obviously it makes a lot of sense. And so, I mean, with all, with the way Notre Dame recruits nationally, and it's a, it's a big advantage for Notre Dame to be able to go into California, Texas, Florida, the Carolinas, the Northeast, uh, to get out of the Midwest and be able to, to go after guys. I mean, if you're, if you're, pool quote is quote unquote you know less you know smaller for for these uh for certain players because of Notre Dame because of academics and, and lifestyle and things like that you have to be able to recruit nationally there's no question about that no question at all but this is the cycle where you really kind of need to be able to lean on local prospects and by local I'm not talking about South Bend Clay I'm talking about your within your state's reach, uh, and in most cases, that's you know your state and the border states. So for Notre Dame, Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, uh, and yes, Kentucky. So the problem is in this cycle, that's just not really working out for Notre Dame uh, with the offers that they have out. Now they have out uh, about 128. offers or so, maybe, maybe more, maybe less, depending upon what's a committable offer. And of those 128, there's, you know, quite a few that have committed elsewhere. So, you know, your pool is even less, you know, here comes a smaller pool. And by committed elsewhere, I mean, like, not just uh, they chose someone over Notre Dame. It's like, Notre Dame's not even a picture. It's just a guy that was offered, uh, you know, so it includes all those guys. So if Notre Dame's looking, if they'd have to look into their, into their surrounding area, you know, in their state of, of Indiana, I mean, they, they only have three offers. Blake Fisher, they already have a commitment and which is great. Uh, but then the other two, uh, Yanni Karloftis, I'm, I'm not sure if he's a Purdue lean. His brother goes there. He was a, fi- his brother was a five star, uh, defensive end, got a lot of playing time early at Purdue. Um, they're from, he's from West Lafayette. He's a four star outside linebacker. I don't, I don't, it's not a name that's been brought up. I mean, it, he may have an offer, but it's never been a name that anybody covering Notre Dame recruiting, uh, that I know of as, as brought up as any kind of possibility. So there's one out the door. Uh, a cornerback, which is absolutely, uh, a thing of need. Uh, Dalen Carnell from Ben Davis in Indianapolis. He's, Notre Dame kind of stopped recruiting him. So your own state, state of Indiana, you're basically one prospect in, and that's Blake Fisher. So you're one in, and he he's already in the fold. Now, 
you look over to Ohio. Now Ohio has uh, ten guys. They've Notre Dame's offered ten guys, which is a which is a good a good number. <clears throat> I like to see it a little higher range, but uh, you know, grabbing two guys from Ohio. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. Grabbing two guys from Ohio a year, I think, should be a thing. Uh, but uh, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. But when you look at the guys Notre Dame has offered of the of the ten, you got half of those guys are already committed to Ohio State, and one of them is Lorenzo Styles. Uh, so there's six guys already uh, already committed. So you're down, you're down to four really, uh, and Styles. I mean. <laughs> You, you have to keep recruiting him as hard as anybody else. Uh, and I'll get to that in, uh, here in just a few moments. But you're down. So you're, your stock is down. These guys that picked Ohio State, you're not flipping them. You, you just are, man. That that recruiting staff does an excellent job. They're Ohio kids. So this is not this was not a hard decision for them to make. Uh, it was waiting on getting that offer from Ohio State so they could jump on it and go. Uh, there's a, a very nice looking prospect down Cincinnati, which is a N- Notre Dame, you know, it's a Notre Dame pipeline city. Roger Bacon High School isn't really a, a pipeline school for Notre Dame, but the, the area is. And that's running back four star uh, Corey Kinnear. And that's, you know, that's kind of noteworthy in itself. Uh, just that uh, you know, Notre Dame, if, if they're struggling, if they're not going to get Shipley, they're going to have to get somebody or two somebodies. Uh, so, so here's a guy that they probably should be dialing in in on. Uh, you know, he, right now his leaders are probably you know uh, the Bearcats, uh, the Skunk Bears, and Birds with Teeth. So, you know, there's some there, there's a guy right there, I suppose, but. The rest of Ohio, man, it's just I just don't know. There's a there's an unrated, absolutely no star ranked, uh, uh, I think safety wide receiver uh, Rod Moore out of uh, Clayton, Ohio. Uh, he's pretty high on Notre Dame. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure why there's a no ranking. That's usually if a guy doesn't have a ranking, it's, it's generally because no camps and the ranking services haven't been. You know, haven't seen him, uh, so I'd imagine he's probably more along the lines of a three-star prospect, uh, which is usually the case uh, when these things happen. Uh, I haven't really paid much attention to what's going down uh, there at Clayton over at Northmont, so I, I couldn't really tell you how much I know about him. But uh, so th- I mean, there you go. I mean, Ohio's kind of on lock. It's I mean, which is not a surprise with Ohio State, but. Usually there's some more Cincinnati prospects that are offered. I mean, just one that's, like I said, this is one of those years where it's not lining up for Notre Dame. Uh, Now, when you look over over at Illinois, a little different story. Um, Illinois is another place where Notre Dame should be getting, you know, one, maybe two guys a year. Uh, And this year they already have one in three-star safety, Justin Walters, a guy they really like a lot. And defensive back is you know, huge for this class, safeties and corners. Um, so, you know, having him in the fold is great. Uh, but the other two, uh, three-star offensive lineman, Pat Coogan, he's a guy who's everyone got their crystal balls on for, to go to Notre Dame. Uh, I, I would say once a visit happens, that one's on lock. You know, that's like a, that's like a, like a Will Shipley kind of deal. 
it's a local guy. He's got, I mean, obviously the five star, three star thing, say what you will, but this is a guy who is in the area, knows a whole lot about it. But if he's been in Notre Dame or not, it doesn't really matter. There's going to be people that he's going to have no lack of knowledge, really, about Notre Dame. It's going to be right there. If he knows it now or if he knows it, you know, tomorrow or next week, it's fairly easy. Uh, same area and all that. It's it's a different story. So that's probably a guy that's locked up. Uh, another guy that's got some crystal balls heading his way is four-star athlete Sam Jackson out of Naperville. And that's a guy that, that Notre Dame, Mike Mickens, likes at, at cornerback. So that's that's great news. So Indiana gets some pretty solid news. Or no, not Indiana, but Illinois, you got some pretty solid news. So of the three states so far, and there's no offers in Kentucky. So say of the four four states right now, you know, you, Illinois is looking pretty good. So now you're, you're looking up uh, over at Michigan and Notre Dame's got five offers out in the state of Michigan. And they're, it's all it's pretty interesting top to bottom. Donovan Edwards, four-star running back uh, out there from West Bloomfield. He's a guy that, uh, that Notre Dame likes a lot. I think he likes Notre Dame, but he was probably in Ohio State lean until uh, some com- commitments went to, over to the Buckeyes, probably looking around a little bit more. Um, but still a guy on play. It's close by. It's within the region. Uh, Andre Anthony, wide receiver over at East Lansing. Um, you know, they like him, the three-star wide receiver. They like him a lot. Uh, then you get to the linemen, uh, both guys up at up in Clarkson, Michigan, uh, Garrett Dillinger and Rocco Spindler. Rocco was a guy who was probably, I mean, as ready to pop and commit to Notre Dame as anybody uh, for that big recruiting weekend in March. Now it's kind of, I don't know, Dillinger had already been leaning towards LSU. Maybe he already made up his mind, uh, but you know, maybe that's a guy because of the distance thing uh, and be able to get down to places. Maybe that's a guy you can change your mind to, uh, with, I mean, and that's changing minds over phone and FaceTime. I mean, I that's that's what's happening right now. Uh, they got another lineman too, and Rashawn Benny. He's close with uh, with Blake Fisher, uh, lineman that Notre Dame has committed out of Indiana. So maybe there's something to work with there. So there, you know, of all five of those guys, it, it, there's you know none of them are committed, and you can start looking at them piece by piece. It's like, hey, this is something we can work with. Local guys. And I, I can't stress that enough right now is that that's going to matter. It, it is absolutely going to matter. I, regardless of, of what happens, the locality, the closeness of school is going to matter. Now, you might be saying, well, what about like Tyler Buckner? He's from California, blah, blah, blah. All right. This is a guy who committed early, been to Notre Dame, knows all about it. He did not, there's not a mind change towards that needs to take place. It's that, that already went down. He's sold. He's ready. Uh, and, you know, unless something hardcore happens, um, then, I mean, really hardcore, you could expect uh, Tyler Buckner to be at Notre Dame in 2021. It shouldn't be much of a question. So that's it. That's your local. <laughs> and that's what's local. Uh, you know, so I think Notre Dame, you know, the, I'm not sure how. I'm not going to say they should be recruiting like this and doing this and doing that. But definitely those local guys, there needs to be some a little bit more leaning on, into. And by yes, by local, I do mean the guys in states next to you and in the, your own state, but 
you know, your border states. Um, it's just, you know, this, the thing about Shipley and the thing that's got people worried is, you know, where do we go from here? And I, yes, we did get, you know, did get a, a basically a five-star running back, uh, la, you know, in the last cycle. And that's great. I have been, I was kind of wanting them to grab a, a second running back if they could last year. That's not the way they wanted it or their numbers lined up. Okay. I, I get that. Uh, so maybe, maybe this is the year they like a, a guy out of, of Texas, but you know, named Prophet Brown, uh, very fast kid. I think they like him more at corner than a running back, but it's a guy if you could just get on campus. I mean, if you could, you know, if you could lock that up, but again, it's a, uh, excuse me, I see Texas. He's from California. Uh, it's, it's a long ways away. It just doesn't seem like a, like something that they're going to be able to, to have any kind of confidence in until you can start getting these guys back on campus. And that's in June. It's a long ways away. These guys, all these guys want to stick to their, you know, their original commitment plans on, and timelines. And, you know, whereas, Everybody else in the country, all the schools in the country, their timelines are basically froze. Uh, you know, and get the way that, uh, you know, spring just got took from everybody. So there's a big difference there. You know, can Notre Dame talk these guys into waiting it out and visiting? I mean, and it, it goes all over the place. I mean, even a wide receiver, you know, can you get Colsey back on campus? He's a guy that would probably still be open minded in Notre Dame, uh, according to, most people, you know, that are, that are into that. All right. Well, you got to get him back on campus. Can you get him back on, you know, Dante Thornton? He's a, he, a guy who, you know, from Maryland, his dream school is Oregon, uh, was committed to Penn state decommitted, but Penn state's still in the mix. You know, is he a guy that, that you can, you can get to hold off and get, and get to campus for he makes a decision. I mean, there's just, there's just so much involved here. Uh, and I was thinking Texas because I was thinking of uh, of J. Michael Sturdivant, a wide, rece- uh, wide receiver down in Texas. There's a guy who likes Notre Dame a lot, but what can you do with it until you get him on campus? There's not, from here until that June visit, the big thing is going to be is for Brian Kelly and Notre Dame to get everyone to, you know, yeah, stick to their stick to the process, but that's the process of hey, make sure you're checking out Notre Dame coming up and visiting before you make a final decision. They want they want that full pitch, and and they need that full pitch. There's you know they absolutely need uh, to lock that down. So you know, be prepared for bad news over the next couple months. It's almost inevitable if things keep happening the way they are with the coronavirus, uh, the lockdowns, and, and just everyone trying to do what they can to flatten the curve and to get life in America back to normal in the world, basically, there's going to be some changes and there's going to be some things that we don't like, uh, things that are going to hurt a little bit in terms of recruiting and all that that are going to happen. So it's a, it's a kind of a be patient thing. And I don't think, you know, this, this isn't something I think we can, you know, people are going to want to. They're going to want to pin it on Brian Kelly. They're going to want to say he can't do this, he can't do that. And you know what? You were, you were right in February. 
but you're not right now. This is a different situation. This is just not normal. Uh, so uh, I would say hold off on the blame game a little bit. See how things shake out. And, I mean, I know that's, that's, no one wants to hear that. But that's basically what we're going to have to look at. I think Notre Dame needs to try to, and the guys that they have there on the edge, and a guy like um, like David Abiara, it was a guy who was you know very close to committing to Notre Dame anyways. Uh, you know, you say, well, he committed, and he's from Texas. He was close to committing anyways. So getting getting him to to make that that public verbal commitment may not have been as difficult as. Uh, as some of these other guys are going to be. So, you know, there's a big difference there. So if you're looking about who, you know, Notre Dame might be able to, you know, hold on to, and I mean, hold on to, I mean, by guys that are not going to commit and shut things down. Because I think a guy like, you know, a guy like Will Shipley is a guy that would commit and shut things down. You know, maybe not. I talked about uh, in the last, oh, or not in the last, but a couple podcasts ago about, you know, recruits taking phone calls from other coaches while committed. I don't think it's a big deal because it's what happens across the country. And this had to do with Lorenzo Styles taking a FaceTime call with, with Jim Harbaugh. I think that's just the way recruiting is. It's the way things happen. These kids are, they get to know these staffs all over the country. They're not dicks, man. They're not going to, if they like the guy, they're not going to tell him to, to piss off. You know, they'll take a phone call, committed or, you know, even as a commit. Um, and you know, it's never a wrong thing to have all your options open and whether you say, well, they're not hundred percent committed then. Okay. Then like 90% of the guys out there who are committed aren't really committed. So take that for, <laughs> for what it is. Uh, but it, it's just, it's a craven way to look at it. Uh, th- in those situations, so many of those guys are going to take those calls. And I think on the pot of gold podcast, uh, Carter, uh, our own Jude had asked the question, uh, probably as a, as a follow-up, trying to get some ammo, because we were the ones who were arguing with each other about this. Uh, and Carter said maybe, you know, 40 to 50% of the kids, the committed kids in Notre Dame had would, would pick up that phone and talk to another coach. Tyler thought that number w- should have been, or could have been higher, or would have been higher. Uh, and maybe, and I think it would be, maybe these, this, just these guys that Notre Dame has committed in the 2100 class, maybe it's just, from that base on that number. But I would say 75% of committed prospects all over the country are going to take phone calls from other coaches. It's just, and now there's nothing going on. And I imagine that's what's, you know, that's what's happening the most of. So it's no big thing. It makes it a big deal when, you know, like I said, a recruiting reporter goes running to the internet and makes it a huge deal. Like this doesn't happen with other ones, but it's a big name prospect. And, you know, could he flip? You know, it's, it's got the clickbait lines all in there. So, you know, you're going to get more stories like that. I imagine from more, you know, especially from a guy like, uh, like that, that's, you know, covering Michigan, he's you know, notorious for that kind of, you know, bullshit nonsense. Uh, now, does that mean that styles, won't decommit? No. I mean, he absolutely, I think, is, is a candidate to decommit because just be based off of his options are kept open in his mind. 
And, but a lot of those guys feel that way, whether they say it or not. You know, you're, you're not going to just go walk into fire. You know, Pat Coogan may commit to Notre Dame and then walk into fire. But, you know, maybe some of these other guys won't. So just keep that in mind and keep, I don't know, keep sane with it all. Don't, you know, don't flip out too much yet. It's hard to tell what's going to happen over these next few months. And, you know, the closer we get to, you know, we don't even know if we're going to have football in the fall. <laughs> so all this is up in the air and we're just kind of holding on, you know, to, to see what happens next. But don't flip too much. I mean, you might, you know, I'm sure Notre Dame, Notre Dame fans are not going to take too kindly to Will Shipley committing like on May 30th uh, with two weeks. And, you know, there's still a, visit date on the books at Notre Dame. You know, if he commits to Clemson, does he still take that visit? Does does Dabo take his commitment? That's a that's a big thing with Dabo, right? Like their committed guys don't take visits elsewhere. Um they got that kind of on lock down there. <clears throat> so anyways, that's kinda all I got. I just kinda hope Notre Dame this is a and I say this is a bad year for their local recruiting because they're just there isn't the numbers around them. Uh, as there are in some other years, or some some that they could tap into, if need be. This is just a year they haven't. Uh, the the offer numbers seem kind of low. I'd have to go back and check all all that, but it seems like there has been more offers out, especially in the state of Indiana, um, Ohio. You know, that's probably about right. Illinois should be a little up. Michigan's about right, uh, but need to lean on those guys just a, just a little bit. And I don't mean like press them for commitment. I mean like need to poke around and see, you know, are these the guys that you would want? Are these, these takes, uh, are they takes if someone else goes elsewhere? Uh, can you try to, to lock your position in as best as you can before you get them back on campus? That's the work that's getting put in right now. Um, and it's, it's all up in the air. So if that helped you or confused you, I don't know. Uh, but I, I just thought I'd share that. I uh, took a quick, uh, took a quick half and share that stuff with you. I had, had some time to kill. I hope everyone's staying, uh, staying safe and staying sane out there. It's under, you know, your whole quarantine thing. It's, it, it's starting to get, uh, probably more and more real for people as, as these days roll on. Uh, it feels like it's been months, uh, instead of weeks. And, uh, you know, with no real answers still in sight, that's, you know, that's tough to get, that's tough to do every day. So please rate and review the podcast. Uh, you know everything we got going on here. Every review left on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts will be read on the next OFD episode, uh, which we got some stuff kind of cooking, uh, some good stuff for you here over the next next few weeks. Uh, we'll have plenty to talk about. So for all that, go Irish. <laughs>